Hi everyone and welcome to another special edition of Human Centered on Location at South by Southwest 22. I'm Nick Brunker, a Group Director of Experience Strategy and your host for the show. Thanks for dialing us up. It's day number two at South by and we are very pleased to be joined as always for the next few days at least by our Chief Experience Officer at VMLYNR, Amia Karen Boswell, who is going to be giving us all the updates from this second day down in Austin, but we're also joined by a special guest, Will O'Donnell. He's the Global Digital Twins lead for The Mill, based in New York City. Will, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Of course, and, and Karen, obviously, you've been busy over the last 24 hours. We checked in last night, and now that uh, you've spent your second day at South By, tell us what were some of the key takeaways from today. I mean, all I wish is that I could take my digital twin expert here and actually create one and a cloning machine, because I swear, like building on what Amanda was saying yesterday, there's so much to say, like to see and to do, and it's just super hotting up. I think, um, so we'll do one each, so we'll do this like Pachacucha style, maybe like key takeouts of the day. Um, I am gonna kick off with, I started my morning with the startup scene. And it was really super interesting. And there's so much, like so many bright, smart, out there pitching really amazing ideas. And I think building on yesterday, where we talked about the fact that in the last years, South by was maybe kind of tech first, trend first, it feels really human first, people first. And if I were to group my favorite people into two themes that I saw coming out, there was a bunch of uprising people who are thinking about how do we create the future of employee experiences and human resources actually bringing inclusivity into the inclusivity process and i thought that was incredible like that sounds like such a simple thing to say but actually um how do we create um the right communities and the right empirical data to inform our processes how do we keep those voices heard how do we keep beta all the way through this to make sure that we are culturally, contextually, and societally relevant. So I thought that was super smart. And then my second kind of bunch of smarts that I met was um, there's a lot of uprising of apps. And what does that mean when we take human-centric design to it? So when we talk about fertility, what does it mean? When we talk about sleep, what does it mean? How do we bring that kind of people-first design process to how we put connected apps and devices into the world when we are being present, omnipresent in people's lives. So that was that was my first takeout today, the kind of startup scene and what's bubbling up there. I'm going to throw it over to you. Wow, that was a lot. Um, I was here for the barbecue. Oh, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that's a great takeout. Right. Did you take it out or did I, you eat in? I, I, no, I, I, I eat it every day that I'm here, <laughs> yeah. uh, knowing that I won't for the next time that I'm here. So I just get all my barbecue <laughs> in while I'm here. Um, to It's a that's an interesting observation because I, in in several different uh, venues or whether it was a screening of a film or it was uh, a talk or uh, a, a tech pitch, often said is, uh, isn't it great to be back in person? Mm. And what's interesting about the idea of this being the first South by since 2019 was that very thing, right? This is the most unique of the 12 that I've been to. This is the most unique that I've seen because it it is coming, we are coming out of the, the, the malaise, the incredible transformation that happened to everybody. Mm -hmm. They're like, there's nobody in the world who can't say, I was not affected by the pandemic. Yeah. Like you are in, doesn't matter what you speak, doesn't matter age, like we've never had a global work stoppage. We've never been told this work from home. 
So what this, what, I mean, I was here the, the, the year that Twitter was revealed. Mm. I'm dating myself a little bit, but that's, that's a, that, that South by when, when it started in interactive, it was, Hey, this is a new app. Hey, this is a new device. This is a new platform. And it's evolved into not just a meetup of ideas. It's kind of transcended the launch. It's not CES. Thankfully, this isn't CES. I like CES for CES, but this isn't CES. So what do the people who are here to, with a film, with an app, with a, an idea, with a platform, with a talk, how have they been influenced by the pandemic? Mm -hmm. And so you're reminded by the pandemic because a lot of the things that are being shown here is more unique than any other one that I've been at because they are influenced all in some way by what everyone just went through. Yeah. So that's that's an observation and it kind of comes back to the human-centered idea of, okay, how how did this affect people, not customers? It's, it's, a, it's an evolution of the idea I'm seeing more about not not just how we sell more, but how what kind of experience do we want to yeah. to leave our, our 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 the people that purchase our products or use our platforms. So there's more of that, less of like a a um, the the celebration of technology. It's more of the celebration of the experience. Yeah, that's which nice, is yeah, that's a nice way of paraphrasing it. Just to, again, more of just an observation of. Yeah, my time here so far. I love that, and actually, you know, it kind of bridges me into my next takeout, which is um, we spent some time exploring beauty and luxury and the kind of cross section of those two things. Um, and I think it's interesting, right? Because beauty and luxury, two things became quite neglected, difficult. Like they, they the the mm. context of it shifted in the last couple of years but I think what's interesting and you know we sort of talked to a few people about their perceptions of it and it feels like they are the vanguard of the adoption of emerging technologies and specifically actually in the arena of mixed realities which I suppose is a degree removed from from what you do as well um, but also creative environments and how people are blending physical and digital mm -hmm. and what they used to go into the mm -hmm. store for and what they maybe get mm -hmm. at home and I know this is something you're quite passionate about mm -hmm. in our chats earlier in terms of how you create luxury experiences and, and, and all that kind of stuff so I don't know if right. you had a point on that well the interesting thing about coming to the mill is that you're we're, we represent the best in class when it comes to visualization mm -hmm. whether that's visualization for film television um our sister companies like Moving Picture Company and Micros, we represent the best in the world at what we do, mm -hmm. which is incredible. How that legacy then influences things like, we've done I, over a thousand different filters mm -hmm. for Meta, for um, for Snap, we've done filters, a lot of beauty filters, right? So the mixed reality side. Um, digital twins, by the definition, just to like clear that to, so that we're all on the same page, I was brought in to help stand up an offering for the mill that is creating 3D assets at scale. Yep. And the digital twin is either a, uh, an asset that has been created from the engineering files or the CAD files of the product, like a car, yep. or a bottle uh, for perfume, or, um, or a chair, 
or we don't have a CAD file, so we're going to scan a product and then we're going to create an asset, a 3D asset that we will then use in in, in different ways. Those become the, found, the, the foundational asset that we use for um, metaverse yep. uh, kind of experiences or for going back to the car example, any car configurator that you see online is a digital twin. Yep. It's a series of of, of, of vehicles that have the, in digital that have been created from the CAD files. So the trim, the color, the pack, the wheels, yep. all of that in 3D. Um, going back to kind of like the evolution and kind of where we are from the beauty side is that what's, what's interesting is that the blend of the physical and the digital is becoming a lot more clear to folks. Um, I think in part because what the pandemic did was that it gave people, one, a confidence because they had no other choice to shop or experience, you know, makeup filters or to uh, experience car or, mm -hmm. or purchases for home, uh, clothes or couch, to do that with more confidence because that was really the only way. And then the brands in, in turn were forced to, like an Earl Burrow, they were, they, the consumer demand for products purchased from home and their increase in their uh, in their phone capacity, and their increase in their infrastructure, and their their ability to have a, a, an improved experience, it created an environment where um, you have the brands complementing the need for or satisfying the need from the consumers. And what you where where we are now coming out of the pandemic is uh, a lot more not urgency but willingness by the consumers to try things digitally. Yeah. And then how is it that we can we can take some of the discovery phase and make that a digital experience? And then how can we match that physical? And then how can the physical influence the mm -hmm. digital? So maybe purchase is and the discovery process or the purchase process isn't entirely done in one place. It's done in multiple ways. Yeah. But how do you influence the two? And then and then lastly is is how is it that the digital can expand the either the representation or the brand? Uh, equity. So how could you create a Fendi experience in a metaverse mm -hmm. that is proportionate to the brand value? Yeah. And it's interesting, actually, because I feel like metaverse is one of those buzzwords on the it track is. this year. It is. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it's a convergence, isn't it? Everything's converging. Physical, digital, um, people, machines, like, you know, I just feel like there's a, a, you know, we talk about the decentralization of all of this stuff mm -hmm. and the autonomy of all of this stuff. And um, my third takeaway kind of builds from that a little bit, actually. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this into um, a, a different paradigm. And it wasn't my intent to bridge into this from this metaverse conversation, actually. But I do think the convergence of intelligence mm -hmm. is everywhere mm -hmm. like it, it's it doesn't matter whether you're going into i listened to an amazing talk about um the army and whether the army could become a technology company mm. um you talked about beauty you've talked about automotive but it is it's that interesting convergence of intelligence of automation of worlds of artificial and mm -hmm. of human um like when do I, i've ended up kind of taking over nick i'm sorry i'm just kind of like interviewing will now that's great <laughs> this is <laughs> awesome when do um I know this is my final bridge we'll come back to your construct but um when do we think um the lot people are going to get frustrated with the lines do you think that's going to become a thing i well to the point about artificial intelligence is that machine learning is maturing 
to go beyond the the hype and the hope and the zeitgeist to become an actual thing. And mm -hmm. people, whether it's an algorithm that is able to correctly provide a video or a shoe or whatever, people, there is now data to support that, okay, machine learning is a real thing and it does have a place in different processes. So there's an element there. It's no longer just hype and zeitgeist. We're still early days for the metaverse where it's, well, what is it? What could it be? You know, where's it going? Where, where do you start? Where do you start? Like, Hey, I'm a brand and I, this metaverse thing, where do I start? And the, the simple, the simple question when somebody says, I want to build a metaverse is like, well, okay. Um, why? Yeah. <laughs> Very good question to start. Like, just like, why do you want to do that? I, rem I I've, I've been involved in creating VR experiences since the very early days. Mm -hmm. And when a brand would approach, or I would be brought into a, a, a conversation with a client who would say, we want to build a VR experience. I'm like, okay, um, you make shoes. What do you want to do in that VR experience that is going to be really you know, compelling and special that you Why can't you do in the real it? world. And, and so I would challenge people to go to steer away from doing a VR experience yeah. in the early days, because it, 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 it and, th and this was also just education, right? And so there's, there's still a great amount of education that, that, that will happen where people will kind of understand it better. Mm. Um, but where we are right now, I do believe that there is going to be a place, the, a, a, a virtual experiences, spatial experiences that will be very meaningful and that brands will really lock into. Mm -hmm. And they will understand like for education mm -hmm. or for training or um, uh, uh, a lot of like, I don't want to call it boring mundane things, but the things that are probably more trivial are the ones that are going to get traction better quicker mm -hmm. that people are going to really understand and have that oh wow oh okay i get it yeah there's this definition for technology that i love which is that it's new until it's everywhere yeah right so um you know it, it, your 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 smartphone was new and, and incredible until your grandmother texted you yeah or when your mother so friended you on facebook you're like okay well <laughs> this jumped a shark right but but truly it is that point where it's kind of everywhere and right now there's certain technologies and, and even concepts that are still new enough that no one really has a clear idea of how they're going to manifest themselves yeah, yeah. and you, i think you come to a place like this where you do actually get it, it does you do attract a, a certain type of mindset and certain people doing things really a lot more doers but people come here that are doing things that are in fact influential on what those things will be metaverse wise yeah. right yeah. um but here's the, here's a question back to you um what has been your takeaway of the caliber of attendee or the type of people who've been here this year Ooh, that's interesting um i feel like it's skewed much more towards uh, students and mm. I've also noticed quite an older demographic here actually mm. um, I was in a workshop this morning and I was looking around the room and I felt like I was the median it's a really good question I feel like it is less industry <clears throat> now industry. I feel like there's more and by industry, industry. I mean creative industries okay, yeah. industries okay. 
you know, I put us into that sure. sort of bucket, but I feel like there are the people I'm speaking to um, and I've asked them why are they here? And it's like, well, I'm just seeking some knowledge about what I do next. Right. And it's like, oh, well, you know, it's not, it is amazing to be here and connect and all those things you talked about mm-hmm. earlier, but actually um, it feels it's gone like the, the net's gone out wide mm-hmm. to see what it's going to catch to bring back in, which is, um, I don't want to use the word interesting because I feel that's such an overused word, right. but it's, uh, I guess it's contextual to, to where we are, mm-hmm. to where we are at the moment. Well, and, and to jump in on, on that point and, and segue too, it's funny how you, you will, you mentioned CES and you kind of, and we've actually talked with several folks that were out at CES over the last you know, a couple of years and they've been regular attendees and you kind of know what you're going to get uh, when you go to mm-hmm. CES. Although this year, definitely much like it sounds like South by is, has a, a much more defined human centered approach, but you kind of know the outcomes you're going to get. It feels like, and it sounds like South by tends to be, as, as you put it, Karen, you're casting a wider net. And so you end up getting all kinds of different, really interesting perspectives across a, a different uh, layer of, of technology, industry, uh, creative, you're talking visual effects, like you, you really have a wide berth in terms of the topics and the insights that you might come away with when you're, you're down by South by. And I, I want to speak to and, and kind of ask you guys about from an experience lens, was there any major wow takeaway that you guys are going to be talking about when you're reporting back uh, to the folks uh, at VML and, and at the, the mill? <laughs> um, so actually, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got kind of a, a, a good, the bad, and the ugly on on this. Go ahead, <laughs> oh boy. Um, and I'm going to pick up on my good, which was the workshop I touched on, and that was my um, that's where I started this morning actually, and it was an anti fragility workshop, which is um, quite interesting. So define um, what they mean by anti fragility. So anti fragility is about how systems thrive from volatility and uncertainty instead of breaking mm. from them, mm-hmm. um, which when you think about well, Facebook's of the world, or, right. you know, <laughs> um, you know, there are certain companies that thrive in uncertainty and is that right? Right. And actually what um, these three amazing women have done is take Nassim Taleb's um, infra, infra, in anti-fragile, my goodness, I couldn't get my words out then, anti-fragile construct and turn it into a workshop Mm -hmm. that actually helps you go into businesses and think about um, how could you be uh, a better business that does better business. So, uh, and and kind of one of my things I'm really passionate about is how do good businesses do good business? Mm -hmm, And actually, if you can build the model right, then you start the test of time for the right reasons. And so we explored a lot about um, people and creativity being Mm. the driving force for that. And um, Nick will know this because I've said this to him a couple of times before, but I, I personally feel that there's a very simple equation that drives change. Human need plus technology equals growth and change. And yeah. so for me, seeing a workshop construct that actually brings all of the people elements mm-hmm. um, into how you redefine and redesign businesses to do the right thing for the right reasons, I thought was super exciting. So that was my good experience of the day. Well, I, I just want to, just a, a comment on that, because because I, I feel like, you know, at the, end of the, at the end of the year, employees are not judged on their bonus by how nice they were mm-hmm. at work. Mm-hmm. They weren't judged. You're not going to get a bigger bonus because you were just nicer in your emails, mm-hmm. or you weren't more uh, responsive or you weren't just flat out just as a, a nicer person, mm-hmm. right? But 
there are brands that have proven that by being socially good and good to their employees, that that is a reflection of the brand that the can, their customers yeah. pick up on yeah. and appreciate. So it turns into more of a psychic value yeah. of, for the brand rather than just bottom line value, which yeah. in turn, there is it turns into dollars at the bottom, yeah. on the bottom line. And I feel like that there's that that South by Southwest is no different than any other industry that has gone through change. Because I I was I was a week away from coming down here in 2020 when it got canceled, mm-hmm. right? And um, they were really reticent to 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 cut it because they had some insurance issues and I, I, you know all, all the reasons why they didn't do it like a month out. They they waited until the very 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 last minute. Yeah. And so they've gone through their own metamorphosis and their own, you know, trials and tribulations, and they've come out a different South by. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a different, there is that need for, or that, that desire of people who are here to learn more and to see things different, mm-hmm. to collectively try to understand, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. And so that both brand and attendees and, you know, everybody who's attending, whether they're, mm-hmm. they're just, I've ran into a guy who was a, in private equity in the healthcare industry, mm-hmm. and he's here. I'm like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And we were watching pitches in the content space, mm-hmm. and he said, I'm just here to just learn and to see yeah. what people are thinking about yeah. now, today, in 22, coming out of the pandemic. So it's South by is not, a, yeah, South by isn't immune to mm-hmm. being changed forever by what happened over the last couple of years. I think that, that again, it, a there's never been a time in human history where every single person can have a res- a, a a response or a reaction to what 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 happened to you over the last two years because yeah. everyone was affected by it. Yeah. So I've shared my good. Yes. You've rifted off that. Yeah. What was your bad? What was your? Because we're gonna do good, bad, and ugly. What was your bad experience? Did you have? Have you had one? I, I was disappointed. Can I say that? <laughs> yeah. I'll say I was disappointed by the Porsche experience. I just thought... Oh, that was my damn right ugly. Oh, that was ugly? <laughs> so you can definitely say that. I only want to say, if you're going to... They had a beautiful, big yeah. big space. I think it was on Congress. Um, beautiful cars out front. Wrapped the building. I thought, in fact, wow, wow, we're going to... Like, what is in there? And I came in, and, and it was just a couple of cars, a big like- pencil... Uh, there was a sketch pad on the floor. Like a roll of tape. There was a roll of tape. Like a roll of tape. <laughs> I didn't get that. Uh, and I, I guess they were just like, was this supposed to be somebody's drafting room or like they yeah. were Porsche and we do things? I, I, it I mean, was very random, wasn't it? It just, I look at it, I look at something like that and think that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. That was an opportunity to say we are coming, like we're envisioning. We've got an electric car. Mm. We've got we've got a we've got a roadster that is proportionate to the brand that represents yeah. the brand. So we're going into a new direction. We accept that. We have design, which has always been the forefront, um, and 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 we lead by by a a a, a we a respect for quality and design. Mm. But look at this experience. Couldn't this been an opportunity to say we're also reimagining the way that we connect with our customers? Yeah. Who are not just fans, but but people who appreciate the quality of the product. Couldn't there have been an experience that was proportionate to that quality and also could have accelerated or expanded how we saw the brand in a different, unique way? And it just it felt like a missed opportunity. 
I agree. And actually, funnily enough, we normally close this episode with a quote and a question and a theme. Yes. But my quote of the day was actually from a disgruntled person on the street outside the Porsche experience. So I'm going to short track it, Nick, and share this. I'm going to read this verbatim because I typed it down. I was like, do you mind? It was like, you can't say my name, but you can take the quote. <laughs> do it. Led to believe I was going to see and experience something great to then stand in a queue, hand over a lot of personal data because you actually had to give a lot of data, be patronized because there were some quite patronizing people asking for that data and then let down by the laziness of a brand like Porsche makes me want to spend my money on a Lambo instead. <laughs> I was like, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, but it's so funny though that, that that's a really good example and obviously an anonymous example but an accurate one I would assess of like the value in data. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. It's that if you're going to request somebody's data, which is why I think even when you talk about those well-being apps, those are some pretty sensitive items that you're going to be sharing with these these brands. Or you know, you think of the fertility, the genetics, nutrition, the things you talked about off the top, Karen. I mean, it's a car when you're talking about something like Porsche. But yet there is still that sensitivity of, are you going to do right by me? when I give you my data. And it it is very much a, a top of mind thing for everybody right now. Well, Nick, let, take that a step further. If we, and, and, and we're not picking up Porsche, we're really more just <laughs> looking at this experience. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, you must be sensitive as a brand now, in particular if you're a legacy brand or if you're a new brand, okay? If you're a brand, you must be sensitive to the fact that your interaction with a, with a customer, potential customer, potential client, you are going to impact how you are viewed by those customers and potential customers. You have an opportunity and you should look at every, every touch point that a customer has or a potential customer has as an opportunity, whether it's your Twitter feed, whether it's your execution here at South by, you should look at it and say, okay, how do we want to Half the people who are going to come in here, more than half, are never going to own a Porsche. But we can extend the brand as an aspirational brand to those people who do become customers of ours, who say, you know what? This is what I want to aspire to. This is a brand that I aspire to. Or if you said, I'm going all electric and I have my choice of electric vehicles, I want to go with the one that that that, that I assimilate or, 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 or assimilate, probably not the right word, but 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 I, I share that shares my values, right? That experience did not propel the brand forward. It didn't say, and I'm not saying that, you know, it's hard to be, you know, 10 for 10. It's hard to hit all home runs. It's hard to be just perfect all the time. But if you start looking through the lens of how do we want to make our customers and our potential customers feel, you stop thinking about necessarily bottom line and saying like, well, how much is this going to cost and what are we going to give in return? Because psychic, but the psychic value is as much important as the bottom line because, again, it has the effect of driving. But it comes back to that people first point sure. of view, isn't it? Because I think what what Porsche did was kind of go, we got cars. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. what you're seeing us on the outside yeah. is, you know, it's called unseen. And I'm like, so what am I going to see that? I've right. It's like nothing. What? Right. What? <laughs> Overpromise, underdeliver. When you're a brand like that, I mean, and then you're asking for all this information that's got nothing to do. Uh, you know, there were a lot of discrepancies. Like people were walking away from the queues. I, I, and I just think it, it's not just them. There were there's a few experiences like that where it's a pretty crappy kind of 
expectation management and I, I just think you know we talked about this earlier it's like your last best experience right sets your expectation for your next experience everywhere anywhere and if you're not working to that economy mm -hmm. then you're not gonna thrive that, and, and and to go back to like metaverse and to the zeitgeist that is the metaverse and i i, I did tag like anything that was metaverse related while i'm here because it Digital twins are the foundation asset for any metaverse experience, whether it's a Roblox or whether it's something that has yet to be created or it's something on Meta on the on 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 the Oculus platform. The 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 interesting thing about what they're doing, or or where we are rather, is that we have an opportunity to to really focus on the wonderment of what could be, rather than trying to use legacy terms to kind of bring down and navigate this thing that has yet to be built. And I, I can appreciate that, I can appreciate the zeitgeist, but there's still so much unformed. I think, I'm, I'm, my fear is that there's gonna be a lot of people who are gonna be disappointed and walk away, but at the same time, that's gonna pull some of the people away who are just in it for the fluff and for the hype. And it's gonna allow the people who are really gonna focus on the builders to actually sit and actually make the shit happen. Mm. Um, and it's a bit, but again, just not really saying much there as much as just standing on a soapbox. <laughs> it, it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens by next South by where people are, where people's attention, where brands and companies, where they put their uh, resources towards and what will become of this thing, the metaverse. And we have an opportunity to do something really cool but I think that it would behoove us to kind of temper those expectations and really focus on the things where a spatial experience would allow people to do things or experience things that are um, more helpful or efficient than in the real world or just not possible in the real world. All right. And so in all of that, it feels like we've already hit on uh, the quote of the day and the theme of the day. But to kind of keep things on that pattern, Karen, that we did yesterday, uh, let's round things out with the question of the day. <laughs> So I'm going to answer this, and then I'll, I'll buy you some time to think about what your question of the day was, if you if you want to pitch okay. in. But I think um, the, <laughs> this might not be a surprise because we've touched on it. It's like ah, there's so much. My question of the day that I keep hearing is, how wisely can a minute of a day be spent? But actually, outside of South by Southwest, that's a really amazing question to just ask anyway. Like, how wisely can a minute of any day be spent? Mm. I know, low bar, right? <laughs> Do you want me to ask a question or do you want me to no, answer No, what's that? your question of the day that you've heard? My question of the day? Um, Where the hell is the nearest frozen margarita? <laughs> <laughs> That's all anybody asked here. That, that is the only question anybody asked year over year. Um, I'm not trying to shirk duty, but the a, a question is what's next? Like mm. there's a, the, there's to your point, there are people who are here, it's, it feels like a different crowd. Mm. This is the most unique of any of the South by's that I've been to. This is the most unique crowd and it has a, a different tenor to it. There's not, there's not expectation. It, it's typically about three or four times as many people. Mm -hmm. It's typically packed with schedules of people have to meet somebody, go to a party, this and that. And this feels a lot more genuine of people wanting, the people who are here want to be here. Yeah. Less about people feel like they need to be here. But yeah. all of them asking one question of like, okay, now what? What's next? Yeah. We're coming out of the pandemic. They kept saying in all of the events, hey, we are, um, we're here uh, at live. 
And so it, it just feels like, okay, now what's next? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's amazing. And what is next? I think, honestly, another day of this. I'd love to hear more tomorrow night. So let's chat again tomorrow in about 24 hours, and we'll hear about day three. How's that sound? That sounds amazing, Nick. And thank you so much for doing this with us today. And, Will, my God, that thank was you. incredible. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. What a great conversation. Thank you both. And we will talk, Karen, tomorrow night. Thanks again. Thanks, Nick. Cheers. Catch you later. And thanks to you all for listening to Human Centered, a very special edition at South by Southwest. To learn more about RCX practice and our approach to the work, check us out online at vmlyr.com slash cx. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.